Good evening and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where tonight we'll be discussing the Bill P. Horn Memorial Masonic Award Medal. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Good evening, and welcome back to the Working Tools Podcast. I'm joined this evening by our friends from the north in the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon, Worship Brother Jared Dunham and Worship Brother Stephen Chung. And I'm a Master Mason in the Grand Lodge of Washington, David Colbeth, and we're missing, again, our counterpart, very Worship Brother Matt Apple. He's, again, out with family. And uh, we're joined this evening, though, by a special guest and many time guest, very worship, most worship brother, Jim Mendoza, to talk with us about this neat award program, this neat medal for the most worship brother, Bill P. Horn. And it's a, it's a unique program as, as we were talking in the blue room beforehand, most brother, most brother Jim indicated that a lot of the jurisdictions have some kind of a program like this. And so uh, as, as a normal, we like to talk about the person Tonight, not, it's not about Jim, but he's familiar with the program. He's familiar with most worship brother Bill P. Horn, the, the history of him, his bio. And so, uh, Jim, if you wouldn't mind kind of talking to us about who Bill P. Horn was as a man and then as a Mason and, you know, why, why was he picked or why is he so important? Well, let's go back a little bit because Bill Horn was a fascinating individual to begin with, with respect to... Uh, uh, with respect to someone who you would probably not expect to uh, to someday be Grand Master of Masons in in any jurisdiction, let alone Washington, uh, he was born in uh, Indiana, and that's where he was educated. He was educated at, at, in the public schools in Brookville and studied architectural engineering at the University of Illinois. Uh, so. One of the things that he actually was doing, despite his uh, his architectural engineering studies, was that uh, he had a great love of the game of baseball, and uh, he was drafted. He actually drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, apparently had a reputation as a long ball hitter. Um, so uh, the fact that uh, he never made it, you know, to the bigs, uh, you know, that's 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 an interesting thing in and of itself. Um, but his big thing was he loved being in construction projects and working on farms and ranches in the Midwest. And that's what took him in part to Puget Sound. Uh, he established his residence in Tacoma, uh, which for those people who aren't familiar with Washington State, you're usually familiar with Seattle. Tacoma is south of Seattle. He was employed by uh, the DuPont Powder Company until the beginning of World War II. And uh, at that point in time, he began service with the United States Marine Corps. Uh, with uh, He served uh, with Company C of the 1st Battalion, 8th Marine Regiment, and the South Pacific Theater of Operations. He was a recipient of the Purple Heart, among other military distinctions. Uh, he, is often, he was often quoted as saying that there is no such thing as an ex-Marine. Um, 
after he was discharged. Pardon me. Curious, I'd be curious to know what the story is behind that purple heart. We may have to do some investigation there. <laughs> but there's quite <laughs> yeah. a story. It, it, it normally, and especially back in, the, in in that time, for sure, uh, because he was discharged in 1946, and when he came back, uh, he was married to uh, Mildred Eakin. Uh, and uh, interesting thing about uh, his wife, and probably what directed him into uh, what he wanted to do with in the area of construction was that uh, she was a teacher of the hard of hearing in the Tacoma public school systems. Uh, she spent a great deal of time furthering a knowledge of new and better ways of teaching, communicating uh, with hard of hearing children. So, like I said, you know, he was involved in the building trades. Uh, he was employed as the chief building inspector of Pierce County and responsible for enforcement of building, plumbing, and zoning code re uh, regulations. He also became very active in the Association for Building Officials, serving as president of the Puget Sound chapter of the Northwest Regional Chapter and on the Council of, of American Building Officials. He was dedicated to his work on the International Conference of Building Official Code Changes Committee, created a special interest in codes that recognize the unique challenges and requirements of the handicapped. And like I said, that's probably uh, a direct relation uh, to, uh, to his relationship with his wife. So I like to tell people that when you think, when you see, especially in the state of Washington, when you see accessibility in buildings, when you see accessibility on the streets, um, when you even think about some of the stuff that's new that probably Bill Horn never even dreamed of, uh, you can probably all attach that to Bill Paul Horn. Um, so that's, you know, so, so I think that's where a lot of, a lot of, a lot of what drove him comes from. Um, he did join Freemasonry, uh, in 1940, in 1943 at Fairweather Lodge and, uh, was elected master in 1957. So along the way, he received multiple appointments, uh, he was appointed deputy of the Grand Master uh, in District 14, uh, multiple chairmanships and services on committees as well. Um, he was influential uh, in updating the Lodge Officer's Handbook at the time, as well as preparing uh, suggested guidelines for floor work and the Lodge Officer's proficiency exam. Uh, so he was really into enhancing the educational experience of the brethren. Um, of course, you know, as it seems to be the case in our jurisdiction, he spent some time as grand lecturer, and in this case, two times as grand lecturer. And David will, will tell you that in this jurisdiction, in the Washington jurisdiction, if you're, if you're a grandmaster, in all likelihood, you probably spent a little bit of time as, as grand lecturer. We have this thing about wanting our grandmasters to know the standard work and 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 know it and know it well. Um, Bill was highly regarded by uh, by by future grandmasters, and and one in particular uh, was Most Worship Brother Bill Miller, who should be the one here talking to you about Bill Horn. But uh, Bill is dealing with some uh, some of his own personal issues right now, and we we wish him. Uh, all the best as he recovers uh, uh, from, uh, from 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 those medical issues. Uh, 
But in 1990, Bill Miller announced the creation of a medal to be awarded uh, by the Grand Lodge of Washington to a mason of note on the world scene who has quietly contributed to the improvement of society. I think when you think about anybody who has uh, influenced building codes to increase accessibility uh, for handicapped individuals, as well as served as an inspiration for future enhancements to accessibility, I think you can see where someone like Bill Horn would be an appropriate person for, for appropriate person to name for which to name a medal. So that's where a lot of that, that's where a lot of that came from. As an aside, I should point out that his wife uh, created the widow's pin that we use here in Washington. So we don't call it the Mildred P the Mildred Eakins Horn, um, uh, widow's pin, but uh, it is important to recognize that uh, uh, that she thought enough about, you know, thinking of the widows of our Masons that to give them something that could easily identify them for, for our brethren in the future. So that's, you know, so, so that's kind of Bill Horn and that's kind of where this award has, 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 has come from. Uh, 1991, uh, see, it was, like I said, it was, it was in 1990. So, um, it was, it was, it was an emergent resolution from then most worship brother, Bill Miller passed by the grand lodge and a committee was created to, uh, to develop the, the criteria for who to pick and then the process of how to pick along the way. Some very distinguished brethren have received, have received this, um, I was talking to uh, David in the green room earlier about uh, individuals such as Ronnie Seal, who has received the Bill P. Horn. Uh, Brent Morris has, re has, has received it as, as well, um, along with uh, some of the more recent people. Uh, Boyd Patterson, past Grandmaster of New York. No, no, you're, excuse me, of Texas. God, he killed me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. um most worship brother um, Russ Charbonia, past Grand Master of, uh, of of California, and most recently, right worship brother Oscar Allen, uh, the current Junior Grand Warden of the uh, of the Grand Lodge of New York. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Oscar is, Oscar is Chief of Programs for the National Association of Counties and City Health Organizations. He has been on the front lines in uh, in, in in the fight against COVID nineteen. Uh, so. Most definitely, and then of course his his Masonic um, resume is longer than both of my arms. So, so you've got so you've got some pretty high end people who who have uh, who have uh, who have been so honored. And my apologies, I I can't seem to find the list that was sent to me of all the represent of all the of all the individuals who have received this. It's a it's a pretty dis it's a pretty distinguished list of brethren. It's like. Wow, I'm on that list. That's kind of cool. Well, well, we'll definitely look forward to having as many of the recipients as possible on it. I know we've been in communication with Russell Brother and Doctor uh, Allen, and so uh, I know he's been looking forward to being part of it. And boy, his his involvement in all areas. It just it's I I kind of said, hey, this will be an opportunity to meet even more awesome Masons, and what what a what a what a legacy to leave and to promote, uh, you know, Bill P. Horn and his legacy and his wife's legacy. And so I would imagine that most worship brother Bill Miller's selection of Bill P. Horn as the 
award namey, if you will, or the the uh, the creation of it may stem from his educational background as well. So his Bill P. Horn's wife was in education, and so was Bill Miller as a superintendent or was a principal. Um, Bill was president of the school board uh, for the Frederick Public Schools. Ironically, actually, this is a bit of fun trivia. Bill Miller signed my high school diploma when I graduated from Frederick High School in 1981. <laughs> so look at your records, brethren. I defy you to find any grandmaster sitting or past who had their high school diploma signed by a previous grandmaster. I don't think you're going to find that. <laughs> well, as we like to say too, that you know, busy people get things done and busy Masons get things done. And so the Bill Miller, I, I was saying the other night that he's the busiest octogenarian that I know. I, and we were trying to, uh, again, ho- yes, hopefully he recovers well and, and we, we wish him well uh, trying to get him on here to record he was always traveling somewhere. I'm, I'm over in this state or I'm over in this state. Or <laughs> and so it was difficult to get him. And then to find out that he was, uh, he, he was tied up where he was and hopefully he's home and, and recovering now. And so, and, and maybe we'll be able to get him on the show at some point in the future in this series. Again, we're kind of hoping to make this a bit of a series around the idea of Bill P. Horn, uh, the Memorial Masonic award. And, and Dave, when you think about the, the about, memorial medals such as this because i mentioned this in the green room earlier every grand lodge has a medal that's named after a mason of some distinction uh sometimes that person is historically known uh if not you know worldwide but at least in that jurisdiction very well known other times it may be somebody that was very very special uh to that particular person who created the medal like bill horn was very special uh, to Bill Miller. Um, but I think it's important that we, that, 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 you know, when we talk about when, when, when these medals are presented, that we remember who they are named after because they were named after that person for a reason in the case of Bill Horn, uh, because he was in, in instrumental in, as I like to say, as I want to say, he was instrumental in improving his little corner of the world. And that is, you know, improving accessibility for, 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 for people who are not, you know, fully abled, you know, um, that's a big deal. And it's, and because he was also a member of the, of a, of a broader association of, uh, of, of building code folks that he was able to extend that beyond just Pierce County, which again is very, is very huge. And it's important to note that, you know, somebody like that, that's just not a name on a medal. Because uh, on the back side of the medal, and I'm going to share, I'm going to quick, I, if you'd let me just a second here, I'm going to share this image here. If you look at it on the backs, this is the medal right here, kind of in the lower part of the screen. That's his image on that medal. And of course, you get this nice little, little, you know, certificate here that says that you have been so honored. And there's a letter that comes with it that says that you are so honored. Um, but, you know, medals are more than, that are, na- that are especially that are named after someone are more than just the name and are more than just the picture. It's important that we know, you know, who these people are. And so when we tell the story about who this, who, who this person is and why, and why it was important to name something after him, 
you get an idea that, yeah, this is a kind of a big deal. And then when you, if you're so fortunate to receive such a, such a distinction and you look back at the list of people who received it before you, yeah, that's, that, even makes, that even makes a bigger deal because this is the company that you will get to reside with. Um, I was and again, to- every jurisdiction has something like this. Um, and maybe sometimes the, it is, it's not named after anybody. Maybe it's, it maybe has a generic name. Like in the state of Washington, we have the Grand Master's Achievement Award. No names put onto it. But when you see someone with this white Washington pin with gold lettering on it, you know that person is kind of a big deal. And by the way, David happens to have one of those pins uh, on, on, on his lapel. Um, so, it, and you, you think about it, when, when, a great, when, when, when you're in a position to name something after someone and to create a legacy, that person that you picked, no doubt meant something deeply to you beyond just their resume. Right. And that's one. of And so Bill likes to talk. That's why when if you ever get a chance to talk to Bill Miller, he enjoys talking about Bill Horn. It's kind of a big it's it's kind of a big deal for him. Oh, well, good. And, and, and here's the here's the list of people there. And you see some pretty high end names here. I'm just going to quickly go quickly go through it here. Uh, Robert Davis, who is a who is actually currently the grandmaster. I think it's currently the grandmaster of Oklahoma. Uh, pretty big deal there. Ernest Borgnine, uh, of, of course. Uh, Richard Fletcher, who was, was the director of the, uh, which one is it? Yeah, the, uh, gosh, what is it? Now I'm lost. I can't remember what he was the director of. Thomas Jackson, one of the most learned Freemasons out there with respect to what's happening in the world. Of, of Freemasonry. And I mentioned, I already, I previously mentioned Boyd Patterson and Ronnie Seal. Uh, both, both of them are there. There are several distinguished Scottish Rite uh, Masons on here. Uh, George Seeger, who was uh, the, uh, the director of the, uh, of the, uh, of the George Washington um, uh, Masonic Memorial in, uh, in, in Virginia. This is a distinguished list. And again, like I said, to be able to have your name on this list is a pretty big deal. Um, Most worshipful, can you mentioned that you were fortunate to be able to recommend Most Worshipful Brother Russ Charvonia yes. for nomination, and and it sounds like there's there's so there's a process to it. Can you speak? And we got about ten minutes or so here. Sure. Uh, can you speak to the process a little bit? How that happens is just as Grandmaster, you get to choose them, or is it? Uh, well, let's committee? You mention a committee. Let's start with the committee. The committee is comprised of brethren who travel. All right. You know, it was mentioned that Bill uh, is a very active octogenarian because he does a lot of traveling. He meets a lot of people. So he gets so in, in many cases, he knows these brethren individually. He knows them on a very personal level. And the other members of that committee also travel and they get to and they get to meet a lot of people. And so typically speaking, what happens is they all get together and they and, and they'll come and they'll come up with a name. What also can happen is, is that the, um, the grandmaster is asked. In my case, I was asked, um, who would you, you know, who would do, do you have a recommendation? Uh, and uh, 
yes, any grandmaster is going to have a little bit of weight in, uh, in, in those discussions. And that's, uh, and of course, when I was asked, my recommendation was Russ Charbonia uh, because of his work in the promotion of civility as, a, uh, as something that, that masons should be attached to. Um, his, his, his civility project has, the, has a reach over the United States and there are and, several, there are several and, jurisdictions and Canada, and, yes. And in the Canada, we actually um, just had our monthly Zoom meeting uh, last Monday where our director of education did this piece on civility and used his uh, work and um, had it up on a PowerPoint and whatnot. And, um, you know, the name you're putting on is, hang on, scratching my head. Yeah, that's the guy that we were talking about uh, or that did build that presentation that we all witnessed. And it was just, it was, it was very well done. Um, you know, normally we have our Zoom meetings and then it's a month before you hear from anybody else, right? But um, I've had several messages in the past week uh, about the content and how timely it was and how everybody appreciated that, uh, which, you know, doesn't happen on a regular basis. So um, <laughs> it, it speaks volumes to, to the content. Yeah. So, you know, so we, and one of the, one of the nice things is that um, uh, the metal uh, was funded originally by a donation and then it's ongoing um, it, it's ongoing funding uh, was created by a Grand Lodge coin program, where a likeness of, of of the of the sitting Grand Master, along with his along with his logo and motto, are put on a coin and then sold. And a, a proceeds of the coin sale go to help fund the Bill P. Horn Memorial Medal. Because um, one of the things that the committee has liked to do is they like to bring uh, the recipient to the Grand Lodge of Washington to speak at our Grand Lodge. And again, that, that kind of drives it home. Okay, who is this person? This person obviously is more than a name. So what is he all about? We've been fortunate to have, at least to my count, uh, again, uh, at least as long as I've been uh, uh, been attending Grand Lodge and paying close attention, uh, we've had four brethren uh, come to our Grand Lodge to uh, who are recipients uh, to, to address our Grand Lodge. And that's kind of a big deal. Um, if just memory serves, Ronnie Seal has visited us. Uh, um, Boyd Patterson has visited us. Uh, the brother from the Philippines has visited us. And uh, let's see here. Russ Charvoni has visited us. And David Worrell has visited us as well. Uh, we are hoping to have Oscar Allen come visit us. And the thing is, you know, we pay for their way. Here, here's a, here's a plane ticket. Come and come and talk to our brethren. And it's really, it's really, it's really nice to be able to hear uh, what these brethren are all about. It's you know, because it's one thing to read a resume. It's another thing to be able to have the opportunity to talk to them and for them to share uh, with us. So that's. Uh, and what it does, it's just like anything else. Whenever you see a mason of note, it is inspiring. It is inspiring to see uh, such and see and hear from such individuals and say, "Yeah, that's somebody. That somebody is very deserving of uh, of, of of this recognition." And I'm, I'm glad. And and 
if you're like me, you're glad that your Grand Lodge uh, takes the time to recognize that there are brethren on a worldwide stage who are taking the principles of Freemasonry and taking them outside of the four walls. Uh, all too often, uh, you know, we have far too many brethren, in my viewpoint, whose masonry begins and ends, begins when they walk into the lodge room and ends when, walk into the lodge room and ends when they walk out. Uh, and so to see these brethren on a very large stage, uh, at least larger than uh, stages that most of us are used to, uh, talking about the topic that is of a hot button issue to them and uh, using the principles of Freemasonry to share why this topic is important. And it also shows us as a fraternity in an outstanding light. Because when we can point to any one of those individuals, and all of those individuals I know identify themselves very openly as Masons. They don't hide. They, 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 you know that they are Masons. Uh, if you read any of their bios, um, you're going to see a blurb about the fact that they're a Mason. And that's a big deal. And when people get to see that those people are out, those Masons are out there talking about these issues, right, in, this, in a non-Masonic setting, that I think, believe, I believe that casts us in a good light. And because it casts us in a good light, um, I think it speaks directly back to the metal, that the metal recognizes that there are brethren out there. Um, and uh, I know that at least the, the recipients that I've met personally, they consider the Bill P. Horner, uh, the Bill P. Horner Memorial Masonic Medal one of their, one of their treasures in life. Uh, and that makes me happy. Because, again, it's just, it's important that Freemasonry recognizes those brethren who are our best. Who um, who shine our light in the best manner possible, and uh, to be able to have somebody who probably would again, his big thing was just trying to make things just a little better for people who were having struggles. That keep in mind, this was back in back in the back in the fifties and sixties. Right? Nobody thought about that kind of stuff back then. He was. And he not thought many, about that stuff back then. And not many people who do think about that stuff speak up about it or did speak up about it. So um, that's nice to hear. It's, uh, it's inspiring to uh, uh, meet someone like that, I'm sure. Anybody who's, who's of uh, that quality. Um, I know that... Uh, uh, certain people like that, they, 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 they leave an impact and impression on you. And, um, and it's obviously done a, a, a lot of good for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and quite frankly, if we really think about it, Bill Miller would be, I don't think anybody would argue if, if Bill Miller would receive the Bill P. Horn medal. He never will because, you know, part of the thing is they'll never recognize anybody in Washington because it's, you know, but 
when I look at people that I know on a worldwide who who make a difference on a worldwide stage, I think of Bill Miller. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a man who's been instrumental in you know training deputies of the Scottish Rite, those brethren who might be recognized as SGIG someday. He was key on the development committee uh, to help raise money to, for the improvement of the, of the building uh, in, in DC. Yeah. Of course, he'll never get the medal because he would turn it down in a heartbeat. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I know about Bill. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ironic. When I first heard about it, I was thinking, oh, this is the Bill Miller Award. And I just didn't. It took a little while. One of those things where I thought, wait a minute, this is a different name, <laughs> a different guy. But you're right. It could be either named after him because of his excellence or it could be, certainly be given to him. Yeah, it, it's certainly one of those things. And we are, I know I am anyway, I'm, I'm sure Jared and Steve and I know Matt in the wings is a little bit giddy to be able to interview these guys. We were fortunate to interview Russ Shervonia last June regarding his civility program. I'll try to remember to put the links down in the show notes, but uh, yes, yeah, so some of these guys are just amazing. And we, we haven't, we're trying this year to do a series of shows on things. Of course, we started off the year with most of brother Jim and his series on the blunders of masonry was excellently received and got great re- reviews and, and discussion. And uh, so we're, this will be another series in our programs this year. And so we hope that you continue to look for the next several. We should have hopefully another six or 12 shows with some awesome Masons around the country and around the world as we continue to talk with guys about the Bill P. Horn Masonic Memorial Medal. And so thank you most much for Brother Jim for coming this evening and talking with us. And My pleasure. And we look forward to our next show with you, which I'm sure will be just around the corner on some topic because we just can't get enough of you and all the other. We have several regular hosts and and Jim has been so fortunate, so generous with us and being part of the show. You know, it's, uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. I think it's important uh, to reach out as much as possible uh, to the to, to the brethren and share with the brethren. You know, some of the things that um, actually many of the things that you that, that you're talking about, simply because of the fact that, again, in the spirit of Bill Horn, you know, you may not think that what you're doing is going to have an impact beyond, you know, your regular viewership. But what you don't see is how those viewers take what you talk about and translate it into making their Masonic experience and not so much theirs, but for those around them just a little bit better. So my congratulations to you for continuing to do this. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing more shows and, uh, and, and maybe being a participant in something in the, maybe being a participant in something in the future. Uh, I can tell you, it's been, it, it's been nice to be able to have something like this, especially in the pandemic. So that way Masons can talk to each other about these types of type, types of things. And hopefully as we come out of this pandemic and then Masons are learning um, some of the things that they're learning on shows such as this, that they're able to improve the experience for everyone, just like Bill Horn did uh, when he tried to just do something simple uh, to improve the experience for those uh, who would otherwise not be able to have 
uh, a pos- the most po- the most positives of life experiences. Well, and we and we definitely got to extend our appreciation for yourself, um, Jim. You've come on here several times. Uh, sometimes not knowing what we were going to really even have for content. And I know you were, I remember the first time we asked him to do something, he was so hesitant. He, he wasn't so sure about this, uh, but you know, it, you liked the idea of what we were doing and, and you got behind it and you support us and you continue to support us by your presence and your participation and uh, the, the wonderful uh, content and contributors you bring to our uh, podcast is uh, very much appreciated. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. And I'll have to make sure I continue to wear more swag. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, on behalf of uh, Stephen and Jared and myself, thank you for listening to the Working Tools podcast this evening. Have a great day. Bye-bye now.